0: Long ago in ancient Mesopotamia, a civilization laid the foundations for Christianity, but in ways one might not expect. Hosts Denise and Buddy Wood go on a spiritual and thought-provoking journey, uncovering and exploring some of Christianity's hidden truths. Join us as we unveil and explore the mystery that is, the remnants of Ur. Welcome to Remnants of Ur. My name is Denise Wood.
1: My name is Buddy Wood.
0: Last episode was episode 14, and we talked about the prophet Isaiah and the very strong word that he had for the children of Israel, that God did not delight in all their religious activity, the new moons and the Sabbaths and the solemn assemblies and the vain oblations. And mainly, God said, I do not Delight in the blood of bullocks and he goats and all the animals that they were sacrificing, but rather God's desire was for them to show benevolence to humanity, take care of the widow, take care of the fatherless, be kind to the poor. This is episode 15, entitled Isaiah 53.
1: All right. And welcome to our podcast. And thank you for being here. And so I just want to start off this session with, uh, we we know that the kingdom of heaven is hearing the voice of God and doing what he tells you to do. That's what it's about. That That is Christ's message. And there may be people out there who you feel like God is calling you to do something. Maybe he's Leading you out of the church or or maybe it's not time for you to leave the church yet, but you're supposed to maybe you know go with the people in your church and go feed the homeless or something i mean there's maybe God is calling you to do something, but you're you're hesitant to do it, whatever it might be. We just want to let you know that when you obey God, there is a peace that comes on you that is just like magical it's a it, yeah. it's a
0: joy that you can't even describe.
1: Yeah. Denise described it as being covered with the peaceful blanket. I know when I obeyed God to carry the cross across the United States before, just in my obedience of saying yes to God and, and, and moving in that direction, people were astounded. They they would come up and tell me, say, man, there's such an, a peace about you. It's, it's like so thick you could cut it with a knife. And the, the peace of God will descend upon you. So I just wanted to let you all know that hey there's nothing to be afraid of here go ahead walk on with god do whatever he's asking you to do and you're going to find the peace and it was described in the bible somewhere joy un- unspeakable and full of glory so go ahead walk on with god it's okay you're going to be all right so we're going to get into isaiah 53 and isaiah 53 is a remarkable scripture it is uh it, it's something else. I mean, Isaiah was a remarkable man of God. My goodness. I mean, he walked with the Most High. This one did. And he's having a vision of the Messiah. He sees Christ growing up. It's amazing. It, it, he says, uh, "He says, For he shall grow up as a tender plant and a root out of the dry ground. And there's no beauty that anyone should desire him. So that that was Christ. I mean, he was born into a poor family. And, and he come from a town that the people despised because not what good thing comes out of Nazareth, right? And uh, it, it says he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid it, we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. And that's the thing about it. Christ, like I've said before, is he, there was nothing pretty about him. He was the last person you would ever think was the Messiah. People didn't recognize him, but he was doing these wonderful things for people. He was healing people. He was kind to people. I mean, he even made people wine when they ran out of wine, you know, at the wedding, his first miracle. But the thing is, he was upsetting the apple cart. The religious leaders, he challenged them. He challenged the rules of Moses. They didn't like it. He was healing people, raising people from the dead. He raised a man from the dead on the Sabbath? You know, really? That's what he was dealing with. So if they wanted him dead. And they wanted him dead because he was ruining their thing. He was robbing them of their peace. He was, he was affecting their pocketbook, their welfare. And so here at Isaiah 53 and 5, the Christian Bible says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. And notice the word for. If you read the Hebrew text, it uses the word because of. So let's read it like that. He was wounded because of our transgression, and he was bruised because of our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we healed. Now, the Christians, and notice it's kind of leaning toward Christianity here, because the Christians are thinking that, oh, he was whooped. He had, you know, the cat of nine tails and his stripes. Why, his stripes were healed. That's not what this scripture's talking about at all. The Hebrew text reads this. He was pained because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. The chastisement of our welfare was upon him. So that's what happened. And this is what Isaiah is seeing. He's watching this whole thing happen through his vision. He sees that the Messiah has done. He's upset their apple cart, and they're having this man killed. And so what this scripture is saying, it says, and by his wounds, we're healed. We, he had upset their apple cart. They, he, he had robbed them of their peace. So they had him chastised and they had him murdered. And when it was done, all done, killing him, they were healed. They got their peace back. They could go back to business as usual. He had completely disrupted everything they were doing. And they were tormented by him because he wouldn't leave them alone. That's what this here scripture is all about. And But you know what happened? And it says here, it says, The Lord accepted his prayers for the iniquity of us. I'm reading from the Hebrew Bible here. And that's exactly what happened. They had him murdered. And when he was dying on that cross, he said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, we are very thankful for King James and the fact that he wanted to do good things for the Lord and put this Bible together. But the problem with it is, is it is tainted. It leans so heavily in towards Christianity. And the Christians use this scripture here to back up their theory and believe that Christ was a sacrificial lamb. He was not. And so I want to move forward. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is done. So he opened not his mouth. You know, he was before Pontius Pilate and Pilate said, hey, you know, I got the power to set you free, do whatever I want to do with you. And Christ did not say a thing. He didn't say anything until he asked God to forgive him. And so he was taken from prison and from judgment. And and who shall declare his generation? Because he was cut off from the land of the living because of the transgression of God's supposed servants, the religious people of that day. And so, and this is where it gets interesting, is in 53.10. The Christian Bible says this, I'll read it first. It says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. It says, Thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, and he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. They're trying to make it sound like they're talking about Christ. They're not talking about Christ anymore. They, they finished talking about Christ in verse 9 says he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. And the Hebrew Bible says, and he gave his grave to the wicked and to the wealthy with his kinds of death, because he committed no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. And now the next verse is not about Christ. Isaiah is seeing the man responsible for the death of Christ. I'm going to read from the Hebrew Bible now. And the Lord wished to crush him. He made him ill. But the Lord is saying, if his soul makes itself restitution, he shall see children. He shall prolong his days, and God's purpose shall prosper in his hand. From the toil of his soul he would see He would be satisfied, and his knowledge of my servant would vindicate the just for many and their iniquities he would bear. So here's this man of God. He realizes, oh my goodness, we have murdered the Messiah. We have killed God's son, the one we've been waiting for. And he is travailing in his soul, in his spirit, and he is begging God's forgiveness. And he's not only, he's accepted the responsibility of this crime. And he's interceding on behalf of his brothers who were within on it with him, saying, God, please forgive us. He's interceding for his brethren for murdering the Messiah. That's what this scripture is about. It's not about what the Christians have taught. And the Lord saw his repentance. And bless that man. He forgave him for what he done. And so, that's what this scripture is about. I have travailed over this, and I've sought God's wisdom about it. What is really happening here? Because we know what the Most High God has shown us. And people, that's it. I And I never even thought about it. Until reading the scripture and coming into it and thinking, wait a minute, what's happening here? And God show me. And we already knew that that's what happened, that they were murdering him because he was upset in their apple cart. And thank goodness for the Hebrew Bible, because I was really thinking, okay. I, I didn't know what to think about about the scripture, because this is the scripture, this is the foundation When they made this Christian Bible, they made sure that they wrote it to line up with their belief that Christ was a sacrificial lamb. But he was not a sacrificial lamb. This whole scripture here is Isaiah's vision of what was going to happen in the future. He saw the Messiah. He saw him growing up. He saw that he wasn't this big hero that that the priest and the religious leaders of that day were looking for. And he saw them kill him. He saw Jesus not trying to defend himself before Pontius Pilate. He saw that he just, when he was hanging on the cross, said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Unfortunately, The disciples couldn't make sense of his death, so they did the best they could. And they said, oh, I get it, he was a sacrificial lamb, but God's saying, no, he was not a sacrificial lamb. And I believe that God has shown me that this is exactly what happened.
0: That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested, our book, Remnants of Ur, is available on Amazon. If you have any questions or comments, our email is remnantsover at gmail.com.